My name is Paul Hunter. Topic for today's discussion is strategy whisperers. It's all about organisational learning, better strategy and better outcomes for your organisation. With me is my colleague, Professor Stuart Orr. I'd like Hello, to everyone. introduce you to him. Nice to be with you today and we're going to have a very interesting conversation about strategy whisperers. Indeed. Well, first I'd like to just give a, a quick overview of what a strategy whisperer is. And it's all about developing the, both the personal and the corporate learning capability. My thesis is that if individuals learn, then they that's a great thing, but that doesn't give the opportunity then for corporations to learn as well. And organisational learning is perhaps one of the most important strategic things we can do because it's that accumulated knowledge and experience that will, will allow us to progress as an organisation. The idea then of strategy whisperers is to make those people who are high potential executives in the organisation, that is those not yet in the leadership but will be, give them the breadth and the room to move and to engage others in what they've learnt on the specialist education programs they've done and the experiences they've had in terms of confidence uh, and uh, an understanding of uh, involvement in the corporate development in their in their roles as recognised high potential candidates. Stuart, you've had a lot of experience with high potential yeah. candidates, executive education, what are your thoughts on a strategy? Yeah, uh, well, uh, thanks, Paul. Yeah, it's. Look, I, I think that the, the concept is a brilliant one because um, what we find is that whilst the idea of organisational learning is extremely well understood, the execution uh, remains very challenging for most organisations. Establishing systems, uh, capturing knowledge, accessing knowledge for most organisations, particularly if they're not fundamentally uh, in the knowledge game, obviously organisations such as libraries and things are not too bad at this, but uh, manufacturers and uh, critical service providers and those sorts of organisations have other high priorities and it it tends to make it quite difficult for them to be very effective uh, at organisational learning. So creating mechanisms uh, that can be utilised in any business or or other organisational context I think is really important and this is a very subtle and effective way of doing that. I've actually got a question to reflect back to you, Paul, as I was listening to you, and I was thinking to myself, how does how does strategy whisperers fit in with, uh, with strategy nudging? Uh, is it the same thing? Are they a, a subset, or are they perhaps, perhaps nudges to be? That's a very good question. <laughs> Thanks for that, Stuart. The, uh, uh, the immediate uh, response is that nudging is all about making change uh, based on uh, people's experience, you're at the, the nudges' experience and mm. then um, their understanding of the strategic situation you're in, whereas organisational learning and strategy whispers is about creating that, that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the primary difference. However, it is all about, um, if you, at the heart of it is organisational learning, which is actually a very loose term. It's, 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 it's a throwaway, uh, but it doesn't really mean anything because you can't, it's not something you can put your arms around, but it's something that's it's about accumulated knowledge. So in the capture of that knowledge, a lot of nudging needs to be done because people mm. are quite reluctant to take the yeah. time to record and, and document knowledge. But it's, it is critical because when we talk about uh, competitive advantage, we talk about the core competence of the corporation. It, they are typically brands, they're typically things we can do, so activities or skills we have. But that thing you can't see, what's in our heads, is, mm. is the, the critical, the to primary capture. source. Yeah, and that's, of course, where capability first comes for the organisation. I, I think that's really interesting because, of course, um, nudging is becoming increasingly popular. But as you say, you can't nudge without 
without the knowledge. And and so strategy whispering is clearly a, you know a, an important part of setting up the conditions for nudging. And I guess in terms of the hierarchy of things, uh, nudges probably have a little bit more influence than than strategy whisperers. Uh, absolutely need to have. So you can be someone new to the organisation or um, perhaps not so senior and you've experienced something and you can engage in strategy whispering to introduce this to the organisation as part of the formative organisational learning. And then nudges may be that person, but it could be another person who takes this up along with other uh, information to, to nudge in the appropriate direction and, and just create that tipping effect where the organisation moves to, to where it needs to be. Uh, under that influence. So they seem to be very complementary concepts, I, I would suggest. They are very complementary, but it, it's, it's all about, well, strategy is about the future. So it, and it's not about how we're going to get there and laying out a plan. It's how it's going to evolve in reality. All the textbooks say it's about making a plan, but it's about that unknown, um, unknown knowledge. So how do you capture unknown knowledge? We rely on experience, which is nudging, um, but then strategy and whispering is about helping others create the future. Now, what's what's going to be interesting is that things like machine learning, artificial intelligence are going to bring knowledge to us in ways we still can't really grasp. But those those things uh, that are technology-based and societal behaviour, I mean, it's when we talk about nudging, we talk about organisational learning. There's, there's a change afoot in terms of open strategy as a, as a specific example of what the change is. So organisations, uh, the, the, the day of the CEO holding all the cards in their heads, he or she, are nearing an end and uh, staff members coming through want to know more. They want to know more about, well, more openness basically. So all these things coming together mean that uh, whispering uh, needs to be formalised or will need to be formalised. But it, the whispering is about helping others progress themselves and the organisation at the same time, which is what nudging is all about, and a consciousness of that activity being taken yeah. and then awarding or giving credit to the right people uh, who are or aren't doing it. Yes. I mean, I, I think that the, the point about individual developments is a really significant one as well, that we need to create the opportunities for people as part of their professional development to influence the organisation. We can't simply expect people to continue to acquire knowledge or capabilities without creating the opportunities for them to use it to particular value. And the idea that it's always going to work within a narrow, typical job description is a fairly false one, that, which is also why people seek promotion, so that they can apply new skills and capabilities in different ways. But we don't have to constantly promote people to create the opportunities. And so the internal collaborations uh, that can result from things such as strategy whispering and sharing of newly gained knowledge and viewpoints, I think, a really important part, as you suggested, for individual development, which for any knowledge-based organisation, any organisation that uses IP or knowledge, is you know, part of that capability development journey and, and a necessity to stay competitive because all, you know, all the competitors of any organisation are also constantly improving. So simply to stay in the same place, you have to keep moving forwards. And, and moving forward through your staff and maintaining their engagement is, you know, is a critical part of it, I think. Yeah, I think and when, when you talk about moving forwards, so much is changing, but first of all, not a, 
responsibility or an acknowledgement that, that nudging is important or engagement of uh, the strategy whisperers. People are going to be demanding it. But equally, in our minds, we're talking about an organisation that has a bureaucratic structure with a CEO at the top and janitor at the bottom. I see with the, with the technology that's coming that we organisations will be structured more as systems than they are as autocratic type hierarchies. Now, there are many issues associated with that, but um, the technology is emerging that is going to enable that. So the change is there, but then the capability to make that change will flow up. And again, a focus on a corporate structure as as a hierarchy is going to evolve away from that as these changes flow through and we'll see systems where we, we've discussed previously, Stuart, corporate collaborative systems mm. where we've got totally different way, perspective on the way corporations work. Mm. Yeah, no, uh, well, a number of things there to unpack uh, in, in, in what you've just outlined there, Paul. And I guess it's it's appropriate just to, to reflect on, on where things are in developed countries such as Australia that with the levels of automation, both in information and in processes, you know, we find that uh, everyone is moving to increasingly being responsible for decision making and far less engaged in manual routine work. And so at that point, it becomes really important uh, to manage knowledge, their knowledge, the knowledge that they've gained and, and to use it in the organisation and to develop these people because, you know, the advantage then comes from informed decision makers uh, who are helping uh, good decisions being made and that we see an obvious move towards um, increasingly democratic decision-making in organisations where the decisions are made with the involvement of the people who know the most about it rather than people who are in the hierarchical uh, leadership position that typically dictated being responsible for those decisions in the past. So so that's an important issue. We've also got the issue of of uncertainty at the moment and the conditions in in global and the Australian economy leading to higher degrees than than we've had for some time of uncertainty about the future and economic prosperity and and opportunities. So again, consolidating on the capabilities of staff through sharing of information and whispering and internal development is a key way for surviving these sorts of situations. And as we've learned from the last recession, we saw two two groups of organisations. Uh, one group of organisations that stuck to what they did but didn't think about how to how to maintain their position, how to become increasingly efficient or effective, and just crossed their fingers and another group which sort of focused on how did they refine what they did they may not have been as bold enough to look at market expansion but they certainly thought about how they could become better at what they did using knowledge to make uh, good decisions and of course it was the latter group the group that focused on trying to do things better during this time that survived and the organisations that just sort of hung in there and hoped that somehow they would get through doing things the way they always did tended to be the ones that didn't survive. And of course then the higher market share went to the organisations that survived. So whilst a focus in difficult or challenging times on, on key operations or behaviours is, is really appropriate, it doesn't mean that you let go trying to do things better and as markets are possibly a shrink or or turnover reduces, then being very clever at what you do is the way to move forwards. And of course, being clever leads us all the way back to the idea of a strategy whisperer and the idea that you bring uh, more information in to, uh, to the organisation for good decision making.
On that note, Stuart, I think we should probably wrap yes, up this session. It's give time. us a lot to talk about in the future, and there are probably about 20 different topics in there that we can expand on. Yes, and I look forward to giving you our next podcast and talking about some of these other issues and having a good conversation with you about them, Paul. And we hope you have enjoyed this podcast and that you'll come back and listen to our future podcast. Bye for now. Bye for now. Thanks for listening.